0: When God calls you to something, Mm. He doesn't give you the blueprint. No.
1: No. (laughs) He does not.
0: He does not give you the blueprint. He just says, I want you to do this. And all you really can know sometimes is the next step.
1: You're tuned in to A Story Worth Living, the podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer E. Patterson. I'm an educator a personal growth enthusiast and a Jesus girl. And I'm so excited to be able to share stories with you, stories and experiences of everyday people that connect and inspire us to look deeper, to try harder, and to go farther. With that said, I'd like to welcome you to listen to this episode of A Story Worth Living. This podcast is in my heart, it's on my heart, it's on my mind, and I have been making my way back ever since. (laughs) I've been doing some international traveling and I've been working hard balancing business and ministry and self-care. Let me tell you, it is not easy, but it's possible and it's definitely worth the struggle. I'll be sharing more about that as we move forward. Today, I am really excited about the launch of my new series. Yes, we're talking about women walking in purpose. I'm super stoked about featuring some of my gal pals who are on that journey. I'm on that journey as well, and I'll be sharing some of my story But I just wanna hover around the idea that this is a journey. And these women are those who've heard God's call to walk in faith, to walk with courage, to walk according to his plans for them. And these are women who have chosen to follow that call and are making their mark as they go. I wish I could feature all the women, right? But I can't so i'm only going to be able to feature some of them okay but i know that you're going to be inspired and and encouraged by their stories and let's not get it twisted now this is not an easy road to walk right and it's not one where you reach a destination and that's all to it you know i've 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 arrived at the summit, and there's there's nowhere work to be to be done. There's there's nothing left to do. No, no, no. This is an ongoing journey. It grows you and it challenges you and it drags you and it lifts you and does all of that all over again. You know, it kind of reminds me of of a washing machine, the design of a washing machine, right? There is an expected end, there's an expected outcome to the process. <laughs> But there are several cycles that those clothes must go through: wash cycles, and soak cycles, and rinse cycles, and spin cycles. And some of these newer uh, washing machines have even more cycles <laughs> that might be added to the process. But it all comes out with the expected outcome. Those clothes come out with an expected outcome, and that journey of walking in purpose also has expected outcomes as you go along. Like there's no end to the journey, which I think is really interesting. But the cycles along the way are part of the process of getting you to each outcome and, and you're made better for it, period. Some of those cycles can be a little unpredictable. They can be a little shaky. They can they can feel like, am I ever going to move on from this phase? And yet they are built to get the job done. They're built, they're, they're built to make sure that you get to the expected outcomes. Sounds like Jeremiah 29, 11. Somebody might want to check that out. Jeremiah 29, 11. But it, you know, unlike a washing machine, what God allows as you go through the cycles and the process of walking in purpose, what God allows actually builds us and it changes us uh, on the inside, right? So you see the outcomes, the results on the outside because of what has been happening on the inside. We're better, we're stronger, more, we're more ready to take on what's next and just to continue this journey in faith. So without further ado, let me introduce you to our Wonder Women series featuring the amazing stories of women who are walking in their purpose. So let's begin our Wonder Women series with Lorraine Edwards' story, Worth Living. Lorraine, introduce yourself to the listeners.
0: I'm Lorraine Edwards, co-founder of A Single Mission, Helping you create a life you love, and I am a speaker and coach, and serving primarily single women, but not exclusively single women. I have a YouTube program called Live, Love, and Marry Wiser, which our your wonderful host has been a guest on mine. So you need to check that out, <laughs> and um, just trying to pour into people <laughs> about how to live, love, and marry wiser because I see. That and this kind of relates to to where the entrepreneurship thing came in, is that there were so many women that I related to who were jumping into bad marriages, bad relationships because of that desire to be married and not doing the work mm. and not having the discernment and not feeling themselves. And seeking happiness outside of themselves. And then being in miserable, terrible, almost abusive marriages, not just almost, some of them were abusive marriages and relationships because they weren't feeling whole. They didn't have purpose. And so my goal was to, is to help women to embrace their singleness, walk in their purpose and prepare for the partner they desire. And so when those choices are made, they're made with you come as a whole, right. healed, right. purposeful woman or man to another whole healed purposeful woman yes. or man. And then you have a then you have a marriage that honors God.
1: Okay. So I was working on an Instagram post this morning. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I was using a compilation of pictures and videos from my most recent trip. And the video had everything to do with us climbing a mountain. Okay. My friend and I climbed this mountain to the top. So first of all, as long cool. as she'd been living in Seychelles, she had never been on this particular trail. She had been on a whole bunch of other trails, but uh-huh. we decided her brother recommended that we go on this trail. Like, right. Uh-huh. I love uh-huh. trails. That was great. Uh-huh. So we're trekking through the, the rainforest. We don't know what to expect, Lorraine. We don't know what to Uh expect, but we get started and it's pretty cool. It's pretty docile as we get started. It's pretty level, right? We step in, we can see where they have marked out the trail. And then that thing starts to get a little bit more rugged. And then (laughs) at one point that thing starts going up and up and up, and turning, (laughs) and up, and up, and then there's people coming down, and then you have to kind of get off to the side and wait for them to come, and, but my whole message was keep climbing, keep going, because all of this effort is going to be well worth it, because let me tell you, when we got to the top, you still couldn't see anything. All I saw, I saw the peaks of the other mountains, so we, we were quite high, right, and it was, The Seychelles are granite rock. Like the the islands are Mm granite. So you're walking on this massive granite, the top of the mountain. And then it broke out and you saw like the sea, the Indian Ocean and all the little islands and this Mm -hmm. this aerial view. And I just wanted to stay up there. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to stay up there. And I was just like, (laughs) yo, the climb, the ruggedness, all of this was well worth it because this view Is breathtaking, like, Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's what I think about when I, um, as I think about this journey of entrepreneurship, this journey of starting a business. So let's go there, let's go there. And let me just say to anybody who's listening, yo, this is not, we have arrived. (laughs) We good. Let me tell you, when we got to the top of that mountain, Honey, we had to go back down because okay? <laughs> you can't stay up there. <laughs> you can't stay up there. The air can't is stay up there. You can't live up on top of the mountain. You got to yeah. take, you got to go back into the valley and then you got to climb again and uh-huh. then you got to go back down. So I'm yes. excited about this conversation because somebody is going to hear something that they can package up, and put in their pocket, <laughs> put in their purse and and utilize as mm-hmm. they walk on their journey so how That's awesome yeah how did your how did you just wake up one day and was like i'm gonna start a business like what how, <laughs> how did you even get there oh wow
0: wow wow so can i tell you a little story Because uh, this is what this, this this is, is what it's all this story about. Story about worth
1: living right let's go yeah. <laughs>
0: so let's rewind 30 years. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) I'm 23 years old and I was raised in the church and all of that. And there's sort of an expectation in your mind that you're going to be married, you know, (laughs) sometime in those early 20s, you go to college, whatever. But imagine this. Imagine. God. (laughs) Like you can see him. And it's been a long day of sanctifying people and convicting people and filling people with the Holy Spirit. And he comes to the end of his day and he's sitting in a recliner. (laughs) Come on. He's sitting in the recliner and he's got a glass of water because that's what God would drink. (laughs) (laughs) And he's leaning back and just as he's about to drift off to sleep, he jumps up and he's like, oh, no, Holy Spirit, Jesus, we forgot to send Lorraine, her husband. (laughs) So. Mercy. (laughs) When you are. When I was, and I'll speak for myself, yeah. in that age, 20s and 30s, of course, I didn't imagine him in a recliner because, you know, God, he never sleeps or slumbers, but I felt forgotten by God because I didn't, I wasn't married. I'm like, this is what I knew was going to, I had prepared for it. I had, you know, read books and all the stuff you know, and I was just like, you know, I'm gonna be married. And year after year after year passed, and now I'm 30. And it's like, whoa, whoa this what? <laughs> and then year after year after year passes, and I'm just like, and so even though we don't consciously think it, but I'm thinking so God doesn't love me like he loves other people. He's forgotten all about me. He's not, he don't care about my feelings. I'm like over here struggling and these other people, they wilding out and they get to have husbands and they doing all this stuff and they get to be married and they get to have children and all of that. And I realized that we think about God like that. Like he's off in a recliner somewhere And he just, he had it on the to-do list, but then he just forgot to scratch it off. And so now he's going to put it off and he's just like, no, but it wasn't until like when I turned 40 yeah, and I like had a meltdown, like crash, like couldn't believe that I was 40 and I wasn't married Mm -hmm. and I wasn't going to have any kids because I didn't plan to have any kids. If I didn't have them until by the time I was 35, I was like, that ship has sailed. But really, at 40, it was just like, whoa, I had like this fantastic birthday party. But then it was just like, whoa, all my friends, they went back to their husbands and their children. Right. And, you know, my house was empty. My bed was empty. And I was just like, whoa, I'm never going to have that. But in that time after that, you know, God started working with me on this verse psalm eighty four eleven 11 kind mm. of my theme verse right <laughs> the lord god is a sun and shield the lord will give grace and glory mm-hmm. no good thing will he withhold from them who walk uprightly and at yeah. first i thought i was a lie but then i was as i got past 40 i'm just thinking like god is working with me he's like no good thing Come will on. i withhold from them who walk uprightly so if i'm withholding it one of two things is true either you're not walking uprightly or it's not good for you come on and just cuz something is good wow doesn't mean it's good for you come on it doesn't mean it's good at that time and so god started moving in my heart and i was just like yeah, I'm not perfect or whatever, but I am trying to walk with God. I am yeah. trying to serve God. I am, so I don't think that's the issue. When I when I feel that conviction, I'm gonna I'm a follow him even when it's hard and I'm gonna obey when it's hard. So I, I don't think that's the issue. I think the issue is it's not good for me, whether now or maybe ever, I don't know. I'll never know till ever comes, right? Right, right. <laughs> Until, unless he just clearly said, which he never said, you're never going to be married. Right. But the impression that I got from God was that it's not good for you now. Okay. So why? Well, three years after my 40th birthday, I was asked to speak at a singles retreat. Why was that? Why was I at the singles retreat? Because I was single.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean,
0: <laughs> I just went there as just a participant. Yeah, and my friend was with me, and she was like, she went and told the, the the director. She's like, oh, you should ask Lorraine to speak next time. And I was just like, what? What in the world is she
1: talking? Like, why would you even say that? Okay, okay. I didn't. I I had no no experience. I was about to say, let me stop you. Like, (laughs) did you ever like have a conversation with someone say, Hey, you know, I could really see myself. No. (laughs) Speaking to singles, like, no. So that totally came out of the blue as a related to her. Okay.
0: As related to her, she had heard me preach in church a few times, Yeah, but never on this topic, never any workshops, never any seminars, zero. Okay. And I was like, she for real just told him that. And then he turned around and said, "Hey, I'm yeah.
1: Can He's you speak
0: next time?" <laughs> so this was like October of 2013, yeah. and he wanted me to speak in April of 2014 because they have the retreat twice a twice a year. And because I grew up in the church where you always said yes to stuff, <laughs> I said, "Yes, I'll do it." Right.
1: Right. Absolutely terrified. What were you gonna talk about? Like what what did that was Was anything on your heart? Like no,
0: no, I just said yes because that's what you do as a good Christian. You don't say no to people.
1: Mercy, mercy. (laughs) I know a little bit about that, but yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you do, Jennifer. Mm -hmm. But then here's the thing, Jennifer. I had to speak six times. (laughs) (laughs) It was a weekend retreat, and I had to do six presentations and I didn't have one. Okay. (laughs) And so I go home (laughs) and I'm just like, you know, there's a little, there's no real procrastination. I kind of start thinking is immediately, but then he like says, hey, I need some titles so I can advertise. And I'm like, okay, let me come up with some titles. So now if I come up with titles, that means I got right about whatever I, you know? And I sat down and God just started pouring mm. into me. Mm. Like it was crazy, mm. Jennifer. It mm-hmm. was crazy. Like you think, okay, one sermon. Yes, I preached the sermon before, whatever. I'm you, but like uh, these are kind of d- a presentation, a yes. seminar, like and really being intentional about serving. But here's the thing. This is and this is the point of it's it wasn't good for you. Mm. Because because I was single, I knew what was missing from all the singles retreats and all the singles days and all the single stuff that this church and probably other churches, which I've come to learn other churches have this deficit too, that we don't know how to minister to single people.
1: Mercy. Mercy. And
0: I had experienced that deficit in my whole adult life. And the only reason that I was where I was is because I would read and I would study and I was, in a sense, ministering to myself. And so God poured all this stuff into me. And now yeah. I'm speaking to people about whom I can relate right? and who can relate to me. Because how many people have been to a singles retreat where they had married people speaking? Oh, that's always, <laughs> that's
1: so common. That's so common. Yeah.
0: And I'm not mad. I'm not saying they don't have something to offer because I've spoken at married to married people Mm -hmm. and they'd be like, but it's like, it's all the time, all the time, you know, and what is the theme of that? You know, just, you know, love God. He's your husband. Totally agree with all of that, whatever. And, you know, but like, you don't understand when you have only been single for two years because you got married at 21 or 23 Correct. or 25, you Correct. don't understand being single at 40. Correct. You don't understand. You don't understand being a single woman Correct. at 40. Correct. You don't understand being a single woman at 45 or 50. Correct. You don't understand any of that. Right. And so you don't speak to that.
1: Let, let, let me interject. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. What's yes. so powerful here is... Uh, as you are building this concept i'm i'm just i'm 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 hearing you as you are building this concept this aligns with the power of entrepreneurship entrepreneurship is when someone is addressing a gap or a problem that needs to be solved and i'm hearing that as you're talking about yes these forms were out there but there was something that was missing Mm-hmm. And I'm hearing that God gave you a missing link and then turned you loose. Okay, keep going.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. That. Yeah. That. That triggers something for me right now too, and I'll I'll say that in later. But yeah. Um. So God filled me up six six presentations. Yes. And when we, when they sent out the titles, I didn't even have the things written yet, but when we just sent out the titles, cause I'm like, I know a title is important. Yeah. They got more people coming to that retreat than they had had in years.
1: Oh my goodness. And they
0: got more younger people. Cause yeah. you know, you go to the retreats, it's, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s, sometimes 70s, but the twenties and thirties, they don't come to those. They do not. And they were, they were there. They were there and I was able to present and like rave reviews and not from the perspective of my ego, but like, because it resonated with people. Yes. Yes. They were like, this is what like. I've been longing to hear, I want somebody to talk about this. And like, after the groups, I would have a line of people who wanted to talk to me individually and share their stories. And, and then I had like the young people, they wanted to like have a session at night and like, and ask me questions and all, and all of that happened because I was single in a place where God needed to meet me to be. and. I had never felt that before in the sense of like, I always been really shy, like speaking in public. Like I do it when I have to, and Mm -hmm. I try to do it well, because that's how our parents taught us. But, but it terrified me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So public speaking is not something I'd be like, yeah, that's what I want to do with my life. Right. (laughs) I felt so high. I'll just say I felt high and I've never been high, Yeah. but I felt what I think people must be until then. then. And with no ill effects, you know what I'm saying? Like, like there was something that just felt so right. Mm -hmm. When you identify the thing that you should be doing the thing that God has called you to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I don't think that even then I like would put those words on it. I just knew that I, like, I loved it. Right. And, and not just the speaking, which I enjoyed that too, in the presenting and all of that. But I love the fact that people related to that and they were able to share their stories. Like people were sharing some for real stuff with me. <laughs> like, it was not surface stuff. Right, right. And because they connected with me. And so... That started the journey.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you talked about where it all began. How then, what was your, your, your journey? journey? <laughs> what was your journey like? Like, how did you get from someone asked me to speak randomly and then I, I enjoyed it? Like, mm-hmm. Wow you know, got poured into me to now all of these different facets uh, mm-hmm. of, of the business. Because it wasn't a business when you start. Right. It wasn't a business. wasn't <laughs> now a business. Was, now that was business. Like how did what, yeah, what was that like?
0: It was, it was, it took a while I, and it, I didn't even think about it being a business really P, like from that time, you know, someone was there who invited me to speak at another one. And, and that just kind of happened every time I was somewhere, someone would hear it and say, Hey, can you come to mine? Or, And so I spoke a lot in the, you know, in the area region, I guess I went out of the region a couple of times. And so, you know, that just kind of was almost confirming right. something Uh, But fast forward to I turned 50, I resigned from my job. I was working as a director of social service at the Salvation Army in Central Virginia. And I I knew at some point that I wanted to do some sort of missionary work. Now, typically you do that when you're 20 or 22, (laughs) not not when you're 50. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) but I decided to do it then I felt God yeah. was leading that. And so I ended up at a school in New Zealand. Yeah. While I was there, I was on YouTube and I saw an advertisement for this company that helps you start an online business. I said, this feels like what I need to do. <laughs>
1: hmm. This
0: was this was during the pandemic actually i was i was in new zealand in 2020 okay i got i got there january 17th of 2020 (laughs) and of course we know march and you know if there was one good place to be during the pandemic it was new zealand it's kind of weird that i got an opportunity to be that but it it was a good place to be um so now you know i was like oh an online business that's great there's coaching there's all these other things so I signed up for that and that's kind of how the journey started. I started blogging and then I was trying to do affiliate marketing to try to supplement, but that wasn't working. And God was eventually was like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really tell you to go that way. <laughs> he was, you was that wasting part. a lot of time <laughs> and a lot of distraction
1: oh, you're from speaking what, to
0: me. what the thing is, speaking you know, to
1: me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because
1: Mercy.
0: I'll say, I'll say this when god calls you to something Mm. he doesn't give you the blueprint no
1: No. (laughs) he does not
0: he does not give you the blueprint he just says i want you to do this and all you really can know sometimes is the next step and sometimes even that seems to be a little blurry because you're just like am i supposed to take it now is it this is this but when we try to fill in the gaps for God (laughs) and we try to draw the picture, it's like always wrong. Yeah. And it just has a spinning in circles, you know, and even if you have a little bit of success, which I did not, like let's be clear, I did not have a little <laughs> bit of sex with it. I did not, it was just a it was just a waste of time and money. Yeah. Um, and not a bad thing. And that's yeah. the thing. It's like I want to trying to do something bad, mm-hmm. but it wasn't the thing that God told me to do. So it's like, um, so I went off this way and then I went a little off that way. Trying to always keep that big picture in mind. Mm-hmm. But what I would say to the audience is that get clarity get clarity and even when it's clear and it seems like that can't be what he meant <laughs> it is <laughs> it yeah. is what he meant and yeah. and how he works it out is is on him and i and i get that that's hard cuz i mean the rest of the story doesn't get pretty before it starts to turn
1: around I just feel like it's really um, amazing to discover that we do things based on what's been planted inside of us, you know, and it's, you know, I love talking to people about um, what they do from the heart. It's not like Mm -hmm. there's so much out here where people are, especially over the, remember in the pandemic, we were shut down and everybody was on social media, like, you can start a business all you have to do is this you don't have to know and it's so crazy because i'm like it got to the point where it's just like wait i don't have to know anything to start a business like come on <laughs> just watch my video pay for my course you don't know how to you don't have to know how to read you don't know how to, you don't have to know how to write you don't even know how to speak but you could be you could be a millionaire like me and i was just like yo there's and that sounds so extreme but that's how i felt i was just like no no I do understand that there are times when you can provide a service or a product that you may not necessarily be enthusiastic about because it makes money, right? Mm -hmm. I get that because there's Mm -hmm. things that people need, but then there are the entrepreneurs, the movers and the shakers, the dreamers (laughs) who create something out of their heart, something that, that God has planted there. And it's authentic. And it's organic because it flows through their life, right? Mm-hmm. It flows through the different phases and mm-hmm. dynamics of their life. Wow. And I, I hear that when I talk to you about your <laughs> business slash ministry slash, you know, special projects, the things <laughs> that you do. I see that thread of advocacy standing in the gap mm-hmm. for people providing what is needed. Wow. Am I off? Am I off the beaten path? Or telling you're me, am I not? Wrong? <laughs> okay. I, I've never.
0: I don't think I would say it that way, or have seen it that way, just because yeah. you don't look at yourself the way that other people look at you, and you don't see the picture that other people are seeing because you're in this narrow box of what am I doing right now? Yes. But someone yes. on the outside can say, okay, those all of those things that you do connect to one spot. <laughs> so. No, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> but awesome. it's
0: kind of been my thing for most of my life, advocating for people because I did not advocate for myself at a time when I needed to. I didn't understand that. I was a child. and but But there was kind of planted in me this, like, I want to fight for other people. And I think that's interesting that you say that it's planted in you. And I have to believe that, that that is so true. A lot of times, the things that we think, we don't think they're bad, they actually are bad. Bad things happen to us. But God uses those things to plant in us what we need to do the thing He has planned for us to do.
1: Come
0: on. And what I'm not saying is that. God wants bad things to happen to us so that he can help us do. No, we live in a sinful world and he has to navigate the sin that's in the world. And like, how do I make that work for my kingdom? Because there's going to be a time when there is no more sin. And we are going to be part of that process of helping people be led to God. So,
1: yeah. I love that so much because... I always say that God uses the raw materials. He uses what's available to Him. Mm-hmm. Those of us who cook know that sometimes you got to go in the cabinet, and in the fridge, and you find what's there. Right? You, You, yeah. you, you figure out. You figure it out. You know. Yeah. Sometimes it might be hot water, cornbread. I know. You know. Somebody knows <laughs> about that where you don't have all the ingredients, but you got enough. You know to make it happen. And so I just, I just believe that the, I absolutely what you. He uses those raw materials. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He uses all of it to produce something amazing. Mm -hmm. And so what has he birthed in you? What are you (laughs) pregnant with right now? What has he got going? What you got in the oven, girl?
0: Uh, So I have a book in the oven
1: right now. Wow.
0: And it's only been, I don't know, three weeks since we talked <laughs> <laughs> and the book was, we we had started working on it, but I wasn't ready to talk about it yet. Yeah. And what happened was it's a devotional for women to fast and pray for specific men in their life. Originally it was written for wives to intercede for their husbands. Right. Right. And you may say, well, your business is called a single mission. Your mission statement talks about single women. So why do you have a devotional for married women? (laughs) Glad you asked.
1: (laughs) There's a a story. There's a story. There's a story.
0: So in 2019, uh, one of my friends came to me and she said, I'm just kind of fed up. I'm ready to kind of be done with this marriage thing. It's been a challenge pretty much the whole time and I'm ready to divorce. And, you know, I think that sometimes friends come to specific friends because they know you are she already knew what she was gonna get from me. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't the yeah. whole picture, but she knew I wasn't gonna be like, yes, do that. That's a great idea. Right. And so, but I had been, you no, know, I knew the journey and I knew the challenges, but even if my flesh was like, Yeah, maybe you should, the spirit is never like that. Like, no, we got something. Well, the day before I had listened to a sermon and someone was talking about how men are under attack in this world. If they can destroy men, they can destroy families and all of these things. And we see that, we see that. Indeed. And so I said, how about (laughs) we fast and pray for 30 days just for your husband? Not for your marriage, not for you, not for your happiness, not for any of that, because we prayed for all of that before, of course. I said, but just for him. And she was not happy with my suggestion <laughs> at all. <laughs> but she...
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: She wasn't like, yes, let's do that. She was just like, No! <laughs> But then eventually she did come around <laughs> and she was just like, fine, reluctantly. Yeah. And I said, you know, let's write out some of the issues. You know, I just I know him so I can help with that. And we let's write out some of the issues that might be facing him. And so I said, I'll write a devotional, like a little devotion every day day just so something we can focus on this topic and then we'll have some prayer points and we'll pray for those things okay great well I did that for 30 days <laughs> and at some point she said are you going to make this into a book and I was just like no, no. I mean that wasn't really on my radar this is just for you you know whatever
1: but okay, we called we- it break apparently she thought apparently she thought yo this is impactful (laughs) yes yeah you know I appreciate that and and
0: I was like let's call it pray it forward Mm -hmm. because you know the movie pay it forward you was like pray it forward so we're giving that to some a lot of times our prayers are very much (laughs) self-centered so it's like no let's give give that to someone else so we We called it that. And so then I, we started thinking, not necessarily about a book at all, but like, oh, we could help other women. So like if there's another woman that comes, then then that woman joins us. So it's now it's the three of us praying for the fourth woman. And then we kind of so we were talking about that and everything. Um, and so that's how it was birthed. Well, we did have another woman. We prayed with her, did that for 30 days. And this time we added 30 days of praise. So we did 30 days of prayer. And then my friend wrote the praise part. But, you know, as I mentioned in the last time I was here, I went to New Zealand in 2020. And my whole life just kind of changed. We weren't thinking about this at all. Whatever. It had moved on. It was in my computer somewhere. And I just moved on with life. Well... In August, I'm in a group <laughs> and they're like, oh, we're we're going to do, um, we're going to have a webinar about self-publishing. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm interested in that because not thinking about this, just like in the future, you know, I want to write a book. And so I go to this and the woman is super awesome. And she's talking about this and, and it's 12 week program. You can get published by Christmas. But I'm getting the sense that you need to already have a book, not you're not like starting from scratch, but right. she, there's so much around the publishing that she's going to help you walk through that. OK, cool. And so I asked the question, I said, so do you need to already have a book? And she was just like, yeah, you really it needs to kind of already be done a manuscript of some sort. And I said, OK, cool. So in my mind, I've shut off now. Not I'm not interested, but she says she's going to do it in 2024 again. I'm like, okay, I'll catch her then. <laughs> and right. if I'm even ready, because I got all this other stuff going on. I'm trying to to write right. a book, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Literally that day, click off of the Zoom, go back to my work. I'm looking in my computer for something specific that I'm working on and out jumps It's almost like God highlighted it (laughs) because I'm in my computer all the time. And on the hard drive, there's this book, Pray It Forward, the edited version that took all the names out because we had put names when we prayed. Took I had done all of that already and had totally forgotten about it. And I had a book. It's no longer for wives who choose to fight on their knees. That's our subtitle. It's for women who choose to fight on their knees. Mm. And it's for you to pray for your husband, for your brother, your son, your father, your pastor, your somebody in your sphere of influence. Yeah. Not some random person that you don't know. Someone some man that you know needs intercession.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And
0: for every woman in a church to come together To pray for the men in the church, specifically, individually, for 30 days, fasting and praying. I am super excited about this. What God can do with our church and our community and even our society when we start really praying.
1: Mm. The way (laughs) God, like, pieces this thing together. How one thing that you didn't expect had anything to do with another event or another, you know, place in life, how he just puts these together, which says that he knows he sees the big picture and he knows what the outcome is going to be. Right. And when we are uh, make ourselves available to be a part of that process, Mm -hmm. this is where that exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or imagine I, you know, I, I'm just thinking that maybe several years ago in your prayer, you're asking God to do, you know, the impossible with this business. I, I'm just imagining. I mean, I wasn't there. I'm just saying. <laughs> but when he starts doing the things that, whoa, like, wait a minute, I didn't even see that coming. How does that hit, how does that part hit you? Like, mm. you know, mm. on, on the mm. emotional side, like how how does that even How do you process all of that?
0: (laughs) Okay. This this like for real, because I told you the last time that this was one of the hardest years of my life. Okay. And the business was the was really the primary source of that. Everything that I tried for the last three years has failed in many respects. It's just been blown like I like I It just felt like I could not get anything right. And so I start to question, God, is this even like, was I supposed to do this? Was I just supposed to go back to the Salvation Army or go do some other job and just kind of leave this alone and maybe this be a hobby or whatever? I, you know, speak and, you know, somebody asked me and then just kind of move on with life. I was sinking, And as I got to this, and I realized that had god allowed me to succeed in those other things come on this book was not on my radar i wasn't trying to do this this had nothing to do with what i was the direction i was going this is almost counter to the direction that i was going yeah not in a bad way, but like, I, there was this book, the book that I wanted to write had nothing to do with this. <laughs> Pray, I'm not, in, like, when yeah. I, like, in the introduction, I say, I'm the last person to be writing a book about prayer. Because this is <laughs> a struggle for
1: me.
0: Like, I'm one of them prayer warriors who's just like, yeah, come on. No.
1: Yeah. No, yeah.
0: this was totally born just out of my desire to see their marriage, transform. Hmm. It didn't have, just what you were saying, advocacy. This had nothing to do with like me just being like this on my face, CCY is kind of prayer, you know, pray. no. And so I, I'm like the last person to be writing a book about prayer. And yet here I am writing this book about prayer and intercession and so i am like if god had not if god had allowed me to succeed in the areas that i wanted to succeed this book wouldn't be written Hmm. and if this book isn't written i believe that this is going to impact thousands Of women and families and men in our community in our lives, not because of me. Yeah. But because of him. Yeah. Obviously that must be true, or he wouldn't be have made he wouldn't have created it in the first place. Like he he wouldn't have navigated the situation. So this book is coming out.
1: Yeah.
0: He would have just let me go on and do the other things because those weren't bad things. And that's the part that we have to get. Like, it's not good and bad all the time. It's not right and wrong all the time. Sometimes it's like, God is just like, I do see the big picture. I see what you don't see. Right. And those are good things. And maybe those are the things that you'll do next year or the year after that. But I need you to do this right now. Yeah. There's a woman who is on the edge right yeah. now and she will get that book. Yeah, and and she will change, even if her marriage doesn't change, mm. she will change. <laughs>
1: yeah, see, see, you you finna start preaching now. See her, perspe- <laughs> her don't perspective. Get, don't get it started. Don't get it started. <laughs> do not get it. You started. know I can't help
0: it, man. God is bringing stuff to me. Um, she and because that's what happened. There was no miraculous transformation of her husband. There were like little things. But she changed her perspective, changed. changed her. She shut the door on divorce forever. She's like, no, this isn't like we're not doing that. That is not an option anymore. Do yeah. you know how major that is? Yeah. Because yes. when your brain says that's not an option. Now your brain has to figure out, OK, what do I do? <laughs> now and so you're it open. Changed, Yes. It changed her perspective on how to relate in the marriage. It changed how she showed up. And I do believe intercession changes us. And so God is like, "Mm, I know know you want, and I know you sad, and I know you breaking down, and I know you don't understand why I'm not allowing this to happen. Mm -hmm. But you will. So just hold on. It's only a few more months. Just hold on, and you're going to see why I needed you to be over here.
1: Which is a powerful reminder that uh, pain produces purpose. (laughs) There is purpose. That God does not waste our pain. Right, right. He does not. First of all, we're told in the world that, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna have trouble. (laughs) Just know, let me go ahead and let you know, you're gonna have trouble in this world, but I've overcome Yes. And some of the implications of that verse, it, you know, in other verses, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Um, You're more than a conqueror. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing that's impossible with God. All of mm-hmm. those kind of come together to remind us that even in our pain, he can do something with that. Okay. I have a friend who has a, a baking business. She loves to bake. Shout out Narika. I've shouted her out on the podcast before. <laughs> but Narika will tell you, anybody who bakes, she especially will tell you um that it is not safe uh or <laughs> encouraged to eat the ingredients <laughs> of that cake. In their raw form or, you know, (laughs) as not a part of the the baked cake, right? You don't need to be eating the, the raw egg and the flour and oil and whatever else goes into that. But it's not until that cake goes into the oven at a particular temperature for a set amount of time. Mm-hmm. that it comes out and it cools and all of those raw ingredients that we really should not eat separately coming together. There's a chemical change uh-huh. and now it's edible and it's not only edible, it's sweet. It's um, fluffy and delicious. Oh my goodness. <laughs> right. So I'm seeing, listening to your story and, 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 and finding out about this latest development Yo, this cake that's about to come out the oven, this baby that's about to be born, women who carry babies like pregnancy is not always fun and games.
0: Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> you it's know
1: it's it, through the process. There's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff that it could be painful, very uncomfortable, etc. But when that baby is born, it makes it all worth it. Mm -hmm. and then these same women go and get pregnant again and have multiple kids, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. And
0: a lot of them have things even after the baby, even if they don't have, like a lot of them have have consequences to their body that take months and years. Come on. And so it's like, it doesn't mean that when the baby comes, everything's perfect. It means that the baby was worth it. Even the- because of the stuff that happened before and even the stuff that will happen after, I'm still happy with the baby.
1: Still worth know? it. You know? Still worth it. Um, thank you for, for saying that because sometimes we think <laughs> when God comes through that it's not gonna be challenging. It's still not <laughs> gonna be challenges. Blessings right. are also challenging, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. still
1: there's still challenges that, that we deal with. We are praying for you and with you about the release of the book. What's the title of the book again?
0: Pray it forward for women who choose to fight on their needs. Yes. And we got one other thing we gotta tell people. Yes. Though, yes. Jennifer. Because yes. you are you were kind of helping me talk through this. We're gonna have a kickoff where we're gonna pray together and go through that devotional together. Because when you're doing this, especially if if I mean serious situations with addiction and a possible divorce and adultery and all of these different things that come into relationships, the enemy's coming after you. Mm -hmm. And so we want you to have a community that's with you morning after morning, after morning, after morning, that we, we talk together, we pray together to get you started on the day and then you can talk to us. And so we're going to set that up. Join us, we women's ministry. We want you to just get the, all the books and just kind of like do this together.
1: How exciting is that? Building a community so people know that they are not alone, and and I'm, t- I'm able to talk to other people who are reading the same material, and we can join mm-hmm. our our ideas and our prayer requests together. I love that, and also you all how you can get in contact with, with Lorraine how you can order the book we'll have all that information out there for mm-hmm. you we're excited um and i'm more most excited about how god is going to impact lives through this powerful initiative of prayer this is amazing <laughs> this is amazing thank you so much I really Lorraine yeah just just thank you for being available to share more of your story worth living um i know there's going to be even more so we're we're gonna be in the wings waiting and (laughs) whatever you got we'll be there to to noise it abroad and and push it out and just want to say god bless you in all your endeavors um and we're excited to see be exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or imagine as you move forward thank you very much
0: for having me again (laughs) and for sharing and just being a part of just the support team because that means a lot to me
1: absolutely absolutely all right until the next episode y'all keep living your stories